0: Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and two films this week. First is Space Jam, A New Legacy, starring LeBron James, and the other film is called Pig with Nick Cage, and without further ado, here's We're Watching What? First up is Space Jam, A New Legacy, and where to even begin with this film. I am such a huge fan of the original Space Jam. I will watch it anytime it's on television. It's just one of those movies that I absolutely adore, and maybe it's just because of how old I am and the generation I was in and all that stuff. So when I heard that they were making a sequel, and not only a sequel, but a sequel with LeBron James, I was like, oh boy. okay, here we go. And I tried to go into it with an open mind, but this was a slog. I don't know who this film is for. There were moments of it that I was like, this is clearly aimed at a nostalgia bid. And then there were moments where I was like, what is happening here? And by the end of it, what it really actually felt like, was kind of an icky IP showcase, like an intellectual property showcase for Warner Brothers where they're like, look at all these other things that you love that we own, like Harry Potter or Game of Thrones and all these things. And I was like, oh my God, okay. A film that toyed with that line where it felt natural, reasonably natural, was like the Lego movie. And actually, I think the Lego movie too is more guilty of this because the first Lego movie had, you know, intellectual property from multiple franchises. The second one, I don't think they wanted to bother with that. And so they really just kept it to Warner Brothers stuff. And I was like, okay, I get it. But also it just becomes like, I don't know, salesy and slimy a little bit. But then I was thinking, all right, if this film is for the people who are old enough to know what these things are, you need to elevate the rest of the film so that it makes sense. Basically, it's just Space Jam all over again. Sorry if that's a spoiler, but you should not be surprised by that. It's, yeah, it's just Space Jam all over again with like a mild technical update because they added... Don Cheadle as an algorithm, which is its whole ridiculous thing. I was like, why is this happening? And then I was like, all right, well, if we're not looking at that audience, if we're looking at just children. You are referencing some things in this that children aren't going to get. Like, you're referencing Casablanca. No young kid who's like a fan of Looney Tunes even is going to know, I mean, very few. Maybe there are a few film you know fanatic young kids out there who understand a Casablanca reference or Matrix reference they shouldn't be watching that or Game of Thrones reference they also should not be watching that they are too young there's not there should not be overlap between these two audiences for the kids part of it so it really got bogged down in that I think if this had been 30 minutes shorter I would have tolerated it more but it just dragged on and on because it felt like they just kept trying to be like how do we shoehorn in more content from our franchises and the thing about the thing about the first one also is that you know, Michael Jordan, amazing, right? Such a personality. Just love him or hate him. You have to acknowledge that there was a, an allure about him at the time. And so I, I get LeBron is that for a lot of people. Maybe not for me personally. I would like to see Steph Curry in this. But I understand why they did it. But the thing I think that worked about the first Space Jam is that they didn't try to get Michael Jordan to, like, be an actor. In fact, tiny spoiler, there's a line in this movie about in Space Jam and New Legacy about how having an athlete as an actor doesn't work. And I was like, yeah, you just proved it. It's one thing if you cater the script around their limitations, but in this, they are trying to get LeBron to like be an actor. And I'm like, oh, and even though he's playing LeBron, it doesn't quite work. And I don't feel like they like played to his strengths. It's a lot about him and family and all this stuff. And I know I told he's like a family man and that's fine. And that's admirable. But, you you know, you got to make an entertaining movie and it just feels like there was too many constraints and too much interference with this and all the fun got a little bit sucked out of it and then there's like the exhaustion of the Looney Tunes, and I, I was never a huge Looney Tunes fan it's just a little overwhelming for me but I, I know that it, you know obviously it's been around forever like people are fans of it so again what I think worked about the first one is everything that's wrong with the second one so it's like great why would you do this so if you are an adult who is a fan of the first Space Jam and you are considering watching this and you don't have kids or whatever it is please don't just go rewatch the first one. You're better off doing that. And, and then if you have kids and you are considering showing this to them, don't do that. Just show them the first one because I don't know who this film is for. It's it's really frustrating. And I'm sure there are plenty of people who would be like, I just have to see for myself. Like, I just have to know. My suggestion is it's on HBO Max. If you already have that, just do that. This is not worth going to a theater for. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry to say that. And like, again, the first one, such an impressive technological feat because think about the limitations of the technology back then and how far they've come and, and yet, you know, you've got these live characters, live action characters inter- interacting with these 2D represented cartoons. But now it just feels like they were trying to throw everything in the kitchen sink at this and be like, look, all the cool visuals we can do. Again, if the story had been good and had not been basically space, the first Space Jam, I would have been like, maybe there's more to this. But there's not. So I personally, I really struggled with this one. And I, I, I tried to give it a fair shake. But I'm only going to give this one out of five. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back and I'm back. And then the other film I have this week, this one's going to be a little bit more of a stretch and a gamble for a lot of folks. It's called Pig, and it stars Nicolas Cage. And I adore Nicolas Cage. He is untethered, I think. He is a creature unto himself. You know, if you look at early performances from Nick Cage, you're like, yes, I see the talent and the drive, but I think a little bit of what sparks that is what, you know, makes him a little bit of a maniac. And there's a lot of films that he's been in. You know, he's been so many films lately, you know, the last however many years that are just this blurs the line between almost performance art and his like his real life also blurs the line between performance art and acting and I don't even know what. So Pig is a really great medium for him. This is a perfect example of a film that like I don't know if they wrote it for him or he just like saw the script and they're like, he's the perfect person for this. But it's like contained. It plays to his strengths. It has a story that, like, makes sense for the person who is on screen, right? Like, there's moments where he's manic. There's moments where he's, like, calm and collected. There's moments where he's just silent. Like, I've been watching—I mean, i watched a lot of Nick Cage films because I just find him so fascinating. There's a lot of movies recently where he doesn't have a lot of dialogue, and that's fine. I feel like he just doesn't want to bother to learn it. Also totally fine. So, basically, he plays a man who has a truffle hunting pig that is taken from him. That's probably where I'll end the plot description. I th- watch the trailer— It's it's, Again, it's a contained film. I actually think his performance is just the right level of like, what's going on here? And serious acting, you know, it it takes place in Portland. It's just, especially actually, I think if you have any knowledge of like the, the culinary and food service industry, this will also appeal to you. But there was just something about it that was really watchable for me, and it—it it, it, there was a, a life to his performance that sometimes is missing with some of his, but you never know with a Nick Cage film. So, you know, it went by quickly. I enjoyed it. It was a, a little bizarre, but again, that's what I'm looking for for this. So I say give it a chance. I'm going to give it 3.8 out of 5. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.